Sweet, sweet curiosity led me to this here street. Please don't make this go away. Don't wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Daydream, wet dream, nightmare. Saint Motel. I am so tired, but I can't seem to find sleep. I worked an 18-hour shift last Thursday, then a 20-hour shift on Monday. I'm physically exhausted, but sleep won't come. I just want to drift away into a spiraling dream about nothing in particular. When I do sleep well, I usually have pretty vivid dreams, most of which I keep track in my expanding collection of dream journals. But when I look at my most recent journals, they're actually pretty sparse. That in itself is a bit of a scary story, but not part of the series I have planned for today. Instead, I'm going to talk about the things I have seen when I am asleep, specifically a series of four odd nightmares, one that has haunted me since I was a kid, one nearly identical to the first, one I shared with a roommate, and one that has given me a strange peace about death. I'm going to start with one I had when I was about 12 years old. It was actually one of the first dreams I ever wrote down. I also drew some pictures to go along with the story, but I'm not sure where they ended up. The story I wrote down was an elaboration on the dream itself, but I remember the dream properly, mostly because of how much it deeply scared me. Elements of that dream have reoccurred in dozens of dreams throughout my life. I'm not 100% sure where the dream started, but the written tale begins with, I was walking back home from the park. I was living up in Portland at the time, so to say that it was raining and gray outside may seem superfluous, but it was really pouring. I had my green and white windbreaker pulled over my head and I clutched onto my trumpet case as I made my way quickly home. I stopped in the parking lot, not 20 feet from my front door, and I looked down at the rippling reflection of myself in the wet asphalt. A rainbow slick from leaked oil had stretched out in front of me, only instead of it being a stationary blob of color, it appeared to reach out towards me. I could see distinct long fingers emerge and draw near. I was afraid, so I ran around to the back of the apartment complex and came in through the sliding glass door. I called out for my dad, but there was no answer. I was home alone. I took off my shoes so I wouldn't slip on the wet tile and followed by dropping my jacket and the pants as well. I kicked on the heater and made my way upstairs to the bathroom to towel myself dry. When I reached the top step, I caught a glimpse of someone darting into my parents' room. A very short someone. I assumed it was my youngest brother, but if he had stayed home, one of my parents would have been there as well. I jumped into the bathroom and closed the door. If people were home, I didn't want to be caught with my pants on the opposite end of the house. I flipped my hand across the light switch with that casual motion that usually goes unnoticed except for in stories like these. The switch did not move. It was dark, but not pitch black like it should have been. I could see in sort of a black and white vision that left a lot of the details out. Dream logic meant that everything was fine the way it was, so I grabbed a towel and put it over my head and began shaking the damp away. From a third-person perspective, I saw the door open back up and a small figure walk in. A child in height, but the visible skin of its arms were wrinkled beyond elderly and showed up unusually white in the monotone vision. It wore a strange set of robes with a large, wide-brimmed pointed hat with a long veil that hid the face. I was still toweling off when the pale arm reached out and touched my elbow. I immediately seized up as if shocked by a bolt of lightning. I shook and convulsed uncontrollably without dropping to the floor. The spasms had ripped the towel away from my head and the vision shot back into first person long enough to watch everything fade to a blank gray. I woke up on the couch shaking. I remember that detail very clearly. It was during a sleepover and my brothers and I had slept downstairs. I was still shaking, but only out of fear. My teeth chattered and I couldn't completely calm down until I had turned on a few lights. 
It was morning, just a touch too early for anyone else to be awake. I walked upstairs and reached into the bathroom as carefully as I could and flipped on the lights. It worked this time. The bathroom was empty as it should be. I'd no longer cover my eyes when I dry my hair. Even though it wasn't a kid, the kid in white is how I referred to the thing that touched me. I've seen it in a half dozen other dreams as well, and its effect of seizure-inducing touch is a constant wherever it appears. I've had other dreams of ghosts and places with the same ability, most notably was a dream with a wide variety of similarities. I was in my early 20s at a convention in a hotel in Salt Lake City. I was sharing a room with far too many people, and as I slept, I dreamt about the room we were in. I was alone, and relieved to be so. The weekend was long and I was in desperate need of a shower. I gathered up my clothes that I would need and flipped on the bathroom light. When I shower in dreams, they often end up very short, and I was in and out in almost an instant. When I drew back the curtain, there was a man in the room with me. A gray-skinned mummy of a man, shrunken down so that his American World War II uniform no longer fit. I jumped backwards, but slipped on the tile floor and smashed into the wall. The mummified hand reached out and grabbed me. This time, the violent shaking brought me down, and the impact of my head against the tile is what shocked me awake. That next evening, as we were winding down in the hotel room, taking turns with the limited shower time, I sat at the foot of a bed and shared the dream. One guy listening in asked how another friend, S, felt about the dream. I haven't told anyone else yet, I said. As soon as S got out of the bathroom, the guy called out, Hey S, what was that dream you had last night? She immediately started up. It was weird. We were all just hanging out like we are now, but there was a guy in a World War II uniform sitting right where Chris is. I don't know how or why or what, but it seems like there are fragments of something that drift between people as they sleep. Something that I know for a fact can linger in a place. This next dream I had while living in the apartment I shared with my friend Trevor. The dream started out on a long walk. You see, I used to walk up a road that ran adjacent to the fields and hills. I did a fair amount of hiking back there when I was in high school, and the late night walks that took me past the wide stretches of nothing were calming. I'd walk the road a few times a month when I couldn't sleep and needed to move my legs a bit, and on this particular night, I had turned back earlier than usual. It was colder than I had expected and was growing increasingly uncomfortable. By the time I got back to the apartment, I could see my breath as I exhaled. I opened the door and stepped into the instantly comfortable. I was kicking off my shoes in the entryway when I looked down the hallway towards the bathroom. There was a man at the end of the hall wearing a white and blue striped suit with a paper hat like an old-timey ice cream man. He was looking straight at me and smiling. In the dream, it wasn't weird at all for him to be there. I continued to kick my shoes off and walked into the living room. The dream went on long enough that I don't recall the specifics, but the man never reappeared. Upon waking, I could recall the man very clearly, and specifically, the detail that made him seem inhuman. I can't remember how much later, but Trevor and I were sharing the strange dreams we had been having when he mentioned that he had seen a guy who looked like an old-timey milkman or soda jerk, the kind who wore a blue and white striped suit and a paper hat, only, and I was able to complete the only, he had shovels for hands. When I had this last dream, I was still living in that apartment, only now it was towards the end of our time there. I had grown sleepy on the night I had decided to start packing up for the move. I didn't have a lot of boxes, but I also didn't have a lot of stuff. I began piling the boxes onto my dresser and had almost covered its surface when sleep crept in. I dreamt about those boxes on that dresser. I dreamt that I was not the person who had put them there. You see, it was a few years in the future. 
I was about to turn 30, and the woman I was with in the dream had begun packing my things because we were about to move away together. We took a break from the packing, and we sat there talking about the house we had just purchased. A house by the sea. A transition took place, as they often do in dreams, and I was suddenly in that house. I believe it was supposed to be a flashback to the day we had toured the house. It was reminiscent of the house my cousins had lived in when I was a kid, and I could see the ocean from the back door. I loved the house. As we were concluding our tour, I saw something out of the corner of my eye. A spider was up in the corner by the ceiling of the dining room. I walked towards it with the intent of helping it find its way out, when I saw it wasn't a spider at all, but a small black crab. I brushed it into my hand and closed it gently. It tickled my palm as I made my way to the back door. I opened the sliding glass, knelt down, and opened my hand, but it was empty. I looked around to see if I had somehow dropped it, but I couldn't see anything. As I turned to shut the sliding glass, I looked out at the beach to see that all of the sand had turned black. It wasn't sand. It was a carpet of tiny crabs. Suddenly, I could feel them on me, like the tickling on my palm only over my entire body. I tried to brush off the sensation, but there was nothing physically on me, only the sensation of being completely covered in crawling legs. Another quick transition took me to my parents' house this time, where the packing continued. At some point, I cut my hand on a box and had to go to the bathroom to wash it out and to bandage it up. I remember running the cold water on my cut. It burned and I said aloud, this is ocean water. Then I could hear it, the thundering crash of the waves on rocks. I was dizzy, but I held myself up on the counter. I could smell the sea as well. Then I felt the tickling of legs again. It was coming from the cut on my hand. I looked down and it was covered in tiny black crabs. I forced myself to stand up straight and found myself in the kitchen of the house by the sea. The faucet was on and I was no longer bleeding or covered in crabs. I looked out of the window and saw the golden sand dimmed under the overcast sky. I shut the water off and looked around my house. I had been living in it for some time now, years in fact. I was much older, easily mid-forties, and as I wandered the house and took in the sight of my life's collection up to that point, I realized I was alone there. I knew the woman who had moved there with me was no longer living there. As I walked room to room, I began to notice the small black crabs littering the walls, the furniture, the floor. As I wandered, they seemed to multiply. I didn't care. I walked out of the sliding glass door, through the small backyard, and out of the fence that led to a walkway, then down onto the beach. As I walked, my skin began to tingle. The crabs began falling off of me then like water does while standing in a shower. I stared out into the ocean and saw a black figure slowly rise up out of the water. It was the shape of a man, but it looked like it was made out of the same black crabs that swarmed me, that crawled out of my skin. Then I fell apart, literally, into a pile of crabs that quickly burrowed into the sand or crawled out towards the waves. The figure in the distance sunk back down below the surface. When I woke up, the sun was shining into my apartment window onto the wall of boxes I had made the night before. The dream had terrified me, left me feeling cold, as if I had actually been standing out on a cold beach. As I let the warm water of a shower remedy this and shake the last of sleep out of me, I thought for a long time about that dream. I came to the conclusion that I wouldn't let some unknown force drag me down, and that when the time comes, I'd rather walk willingly into the sea.